Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. We heard the news today that elderly patients taking up hospital beds are to be moved to the next available nursing home to ease the winter trolley crisis. That is instead of taking up space in hospitals. Now this had us talking about the very concept of a nursing home. According to the figures from the HSE over the summer, there have been 11 public nursing homes either shut down or, degrade, or downgraded since 2019. Nursing Homes Ireland CEO Tyke Daly said it's likely due to the health standards not being met. Mind you, there are other people who are saying they're being shut down so they can put refugees in them. And that is happening too, by the way, which is very sad to see. It begs the question, as our lives become busier, are we living longer? And we are living longer. Is it right to put our loved ones into a nursing home? And if you ask most people, they would want their, you know, they would want to end up in a nursing home. They probably would say, if they want to end up in a nursing home, they'd probably say no. I don't know whether you would or not. I certainly wouldn't want to end up in a nursing home. Just, you know, put me down or something like that. I don't know. If you ask most people, they would say no. Yet there are currently 460 registered nursing homes in Ireland catering for 25,000 residents. 25,000 people in nursing homes. I know, it's a big figure, isn't it? Is your loved one one of them? Did you have a choice? Or maybe you quit your job to become a carer instead because you can't stand the thought of shipping your mother or your father off to a nursing home. I mean, it is an emotional conversation, but I want to know what you think. Because as much as there is many people who need to be in a nursing home, for obvious reasons, they need 24-hour care for whatever illness they might have, Alzheimer's or whatever it happens to be, there are many people who don't need to be in a nursing home and they're there for convenience, the convenience of their sons and daughters who are not willing to look after them. So, is it right to put elderly people who don't need to be in a nursing home in a nursing home? When I say don't need to be, they may need care. But you've got a brother, you've got a sister, you've got yourself. Would you not look after them? Do you owe that to them? The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. The question I'm simply asking you, is it right to put elders, the elders, in a nursing home? Is it right let me go to Michal. Michal, hi, how are you? Gee, good, Chin Chin. Jesus. It's a long time since we spoke. Connors, I thought you. Jesus, I wish I get your left Dominican fad. I think I have a couple of fuckers that have it. I've been listening to you so many occasions, but to get a word with you, I have to join the queue. Michal, it's lovely to speak to you. I haven't speak to, spoken to you in a long... It must be nearly long a year time. since I spoke to you. It is, it, it is approximately a year. And how are you getting on? A year older, a year wiser? Uh, a year older, and I... Well, people say to me, well, I'm privileged. First of all, I got a student since I was speaking to you. I didn't know I needed it. And I said, what the hell are you doing? But it did me the world of good. Because okay. when you have stuff blocking an artery to your heart, it's like saying there's a lovely town up ahead, but the road is bad going into it. Well, all that's cured. I'm flying it. And, and how, did, how did you know you needed a stint? Did you have a heart attack? No, no. No, I did pay to my chest and I went in and I said, what the hell is up here every now and again? And I went into a private hospital, a dermatist, I said, and I said, hold on a minute. And they started talking about a stint. And I said, what the name of Jesus are you doing? He said, I put money. I said, you're what? I, I nearly, I could have, I could have got a heart attack. But he put it in, I was looking at it, not about it, and flying it. But he said, that's what it does. It opens up the channel. The blood is flying more truly. I could run a marathon. Oh, so, you, so you feel better because of it? Oh, Jesus, a million dollars. There's no comparison. 
Oh, right. Okay, good man. And, 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 how, and how long did it take for people who've never got a stint in their heart before? How long did it take you to get that done? Is it a day ward situation or are you... No, I was in the probably about uh, late in, probably 11 o'clock in the morning. And uh, they kept me in there for a day or two to keep an eye on me in the Hermitage, the best of staff, and the majority of Filipinos and Indians, but however, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I was just let out in court to take it easy for a few days, but so I'm working on it. Well, they put, that, they put it into your leg, isn't it, or something? No, no. No, no, they put it into my arm, into my wrist, oh, okay. and I requested them, could I see it? And it's like you come and a whole heap of crossroads and whatnot. I don't know how to do it, but it's brilliant to see no, it. No, I remember my dad originally got one before he had his bypass. He got a stint in. And yeah. I remember at the time... They, they they put it in, I think it was through his leg, they put it in, the, the inside of his groin. around your the privates and everything, the hippo spots. Yeah. Well, I was lucky, I was generous and so they put it in my wrist. Right, that's great. Well, I'm delighted you're well, Michal, and another but year, another year gone in your life. And look, you're, you're no spring chicken, let's be clear about that, okay? So oh, no, definitely not. There's an awful, <laughs> people an awful lot younger than me inside a nursing home. I was just going to say, there's people younger than you in nursing homes. So remind me again how old you are, 75? Is it? No, I'm 80. I'm straight 80. But the point is... You're what, oh, hold on, hold on, stop for a second. You're 80. Yes. And, you're, and, and you're still working. You're still working away. I work, I work six days a week, yeah. Look at you, huh? There you go, folks. Look at this. Listen to this man. Stint in his heart. New lease of life. He's 80 years of age. He's working his nuts off. <laughs> I drive a, no, I drive a truck. That's yeah, it. Yeah, good man. Good man. Okay, now, Michal, do you reckon people are unnecessarily put into nursing homes? Now, well, first of all, I must say that I have exceptional experience about it. You couldn't ask a ma- another man a better question because... Uh, my ex, even though we're 40 odd years separated, we were always the best of friends. And I'm in the nursing home at least five times a week. That'll be 10, 12 hours a week. I'm in that nursing home. Okay. And like again, that the majority of people there are from Pakistan, India, you name it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, know. I don't know. I don't know what we do if we didn't have those people. But the care that's given in there is absolute out of this world. How they do it. I really don't know. You want to be on massive money to undertake a, an occupation like that. Oh, yeah, but well, it is, it's a vocation. Yeah, it's a vocation. It's a vocation. You couldn't do it. I see there's a girl in there now, and she's in charge of the amusements and that. And I'd call her a lunatic. She is of the right kind. She hates but like the people love her. Yeah. You get a couple of days a week, and the people love her. She gets them up dancing. It's the environment. It's in Minute I make. I can advertise if you want it's the yeah. TLC, and it's absolutely, it's unbelievable the attention that the people in there give to these people who are residents. But unfortunately, it's very hard to get the people to work in these nursing homes. They like. I mean, you're non-stop looking for staff because, and again, ninety percent of them are non-national, and fair dues to them. They're doing great jobs. But, like, it is a great environment. I'm absolutely, I'm privileged to be, I go in and out there, and I don't know an awful lot of the staff there, but it's privileged to see how hard they actually work, and they care for those people, really and truly care for them. So to think that there's somebody removed, if it ever happens to me, God forbid it never will, that uh, something happens and I have to go in, and, uh, and I was given a choice, which, of course, you won't be able to remember if there's a thing you're going in there, you won't know you've been put in, but... Uh, I wouldn't mind sending my days in one of those, especially in that particular one. Okay, but do you, do you think, here's the thing now, obviously your, your ex-separated wife or partner, 
is yeah, in there. Yeah. For, she's in there for a reason. Okay, that's fair. Enough. She's four years. Yeah, yeah she's okay. Alzheimer's. Okay. Uh, by the way, how is she? Does she know who you are? Does she remember you still? When I when I go in, she can tell me where we met, what we needed, how oh, we that's needed. Lovely. But, but I, when I go out the door, she doesn't know I was in. Ah, uh, well, at least she knows while you're there. And I often wonder, by the way, I know this is a bit deeper, right? But when people have are in, you know, the final stages of Alzheimer's and they don't know anybody, yeah. they don't even recognize their own family anymore, right? Yes, I, I see that. I, I wonder, and, and this is something scientists have been wondering for years, even though they don't recognize you, you walk in and they have no idea who you are, right? I wonder, is it that they just can't communicate it anymore? And scientists are now wondering that maybe their brain is still functioning perfectly, but they just cannot communicate that anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. In other words, there, 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 there's no links. In other words, when they're looking at you, all those memories are still in there, flooding around inside you, their you, heads. If you're holding their hand, you can feel it. Now, my ex in a hospital. She was on 90 in a coma. I was allowed to stay. Now, I know you're not a great religious man, and you will know that I am. I'm the dead opposite. And I was praying. I'm holy water. I knew she was listening to me. And I will never forget on the ninth day, the nurses and the doctor came around and they said, they had the breakfast, and would you like her to try her? And this tall doctor said, my God, he said, she's totally responsive. I looked up. I said, you ate your lunch yesterday. Yeah. What's that got to do with it? I said, it's everything. Well, very good. She's tired. She had two slices of toast, yogurt, and a cup of tea. Yeah. Now to me, and he looked and he said to me, Christ, he said, that's a miracle. I said, it's on the window. Anyway, we won't go any further. I know, we won't go any further. Okay. Further. okay. So, somebody else, by the way, texted in. So, uh, other people are texting in about getting stents, and somebody else says, what's a stent? Well, a stent, it's a small mesh tube, and it's typically used yep. to hold open passageways in the body, such as a weak or a narrowed artery. Not necessarily only to your heart, but in other places in your body, too, as well. Um, Michal, getting, back, see, to, getting, getting back to the, the, the reason. 25,000 people are in nursing homes in this country. Out of those 25,000, a lot of people, like your ex, need to be in there to be looked yeah. after, okay, because they need 24-hour care. But there are a lot of people in nursing homes who don't need to be there. They're there because of the selfishness, maybe, because of the selfishness of their own children Correct. who don't want to look Correct. after them. So do you think that's more, do you think that's common, you know, more common than you think? It's getting more common, very much so, yes, very much so. It's on the increase. But like in my time, I come, I'm coming to the Arthur Galway, but everybody looked after it. Somebody was nominated to look after the senior members of the family, and they were looked after well at home. But there wasn't such a thing as a nursing home. In my time, they were probably put into the hospital in Ballinasloe, which is the midterm hospital, we used to call it, and they wound up in their days there to get them out of the way. A girl from any of the family, she was in there for an education. She never left it. I could write you books and all these things. Someday I'm going to meet you for a talk. But however, that there is too many people now, but I know in the nursing home that I visit, I see them there going in, and after two or three years, I see them going down big time. Yeah. And the next thing is they're wanting to know who are you, and like. Yeah. They, they, but you, you know what? You know what? The saddest thing I heard, Neil. The saddest thing I heard was I had a girl on one night, and she worked in a nursing home, and she told me that one Christmas this woman came in on Christmas Day. She was on on Christmas Day. She was staff, and she was on 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 the desk on reception, you know. And this woman yeah. came in and said, "Here." Will you do me a favor? Will you give that to me, ma'am? And she said, Would you not go in and give it to her yourself? And she said, Ah, no, she'll keep me ages. I have to go home and make the dinner and everything else. And she yes, left the present yes. there. And she said, This is what happens. She said, They're forgotten about. And they're almost like an inconvenience to people, their parents. Their own parents become an inconvenience. That is 100% true. I see it myself. They leave in and they're gone in two seconds. Yeah. But I am blessed insofar that I have three daughters and they spend so much time with 
their mother. They yeah. go in, they idolize her, they talk to her. Great. Now, at this stage, her mouth moves. She thinks she's talking, but she's not. Well, uh, she is. Right. It's like the, the walk across doesn't come across. Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to get it. She's trying to communicate, but just finding it difficult. Yeah, but well, do me a favor. Stay there, Michal. So Michal would never want to go in a nursing home and does believe, obviously, that people should be, shouldn't be should be in there if it's not necessary. Uh, stay there, Michal. June, hi, how are you? How are you, Niall? Good evening. Good evening to you too, June. June, would you ever like to end up in a nursing home? My father was in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. He, he would have, he was a year dead in July gone. Oh, I'm sorry and to hear that. Would have been, would have been his birthday this Saturday. He'd have been 96. Oh, well, look, happy birthday to him. What was his name? Larry. Happy birthday to Larry. him. Larry. Okay, happy birthday, but Larry. All a nursing home is, is being put on debt row and having to pay for it. That's all they are. My yeah. father had a stroke. Yeah. Right? And he had... A reasonable amount of mobility after, but he had lost the reasoning part of his brain. Yeah. And because of that, he could get aggressive. Right. And when I say aggressive, I mean he'd push it away and he'd shout and roar. Never at us. Only at the staff in the hospital when he was in hospital. Mm. He'd watch and watch and they'd press a button to get out of the ward. So my father walked his way down the ward pressed the button, but it was the fire alarm we kept pressing. Right. Shut the whole hospital down. So, no, can't stay here. We have to move him. <laughs> right. We have to move him to a place in Fairview. So right. we went to a place in Fairview, which is a temporary stop off. And we were told, your father has to go into a nursing home. Because they're not capable of looking after him 24-7. Yeah, yeah that can happen right. too. I know. That is and true. That annoys yeah. me. That annoyed me more than anything else because when my mum died a year prior to him having the stroke, I had asked him, when it gets to the stage, Dad, that you can't take care of yourself, will you come and live with me? You and the dog. Yeah. Yeah, I promise you, he says, I'll leave the house and I'll come and stay with you. I had to watch my father go into that nursing home totally against what the majority of the family wanted. He went in and he was walking and he was talking and had a great smile, me dad. A smile that would light up a room and would never offend anybody. He was a gentleman. I mean, we find him sitting in a chair. We'd have to take him out for walks. We'd have to entertain him. Um, every second day you'd get a phone call, oh, your father's had a slight fall. Mm. Oh, your father's had a slight fall. Yeah. You need an alarm for the chair just in case it happens again. We put an alarm on his bed. We put an alarm on his chair, which we had to pay for. He was still getting off. One one day as I went in to see him, I could hear the alarm going off and I could see my father standing up off the couch on steady on his feet while the nurses were sitting at the stations on their computers. Mm. And I had to run to catch my father. That's I sad. had to do it. And it's, it's not like you're not paying they enough told, money for it, by the way. They told us we couldn't take care of him because of his aggressive behaviour. Yes, I get phone calls at home, right? And it was, I have to cross, put it this way, I know I'm not allowed to say the name of the nurse, no. No, I'd, I I'd rather you didn't because you haven't said nice things about it. I was. <laughs> I had to cross from Blanchestown 
over the M50, right yeah. to where I was going. Yeah. 11, half 11 at night, I'd have to go into that nursing home to calm my father down because the staff couldn't do it because there'd be two staff members on for an entire dementia floor of over 20. That's not very good, is it? I mean, that's the whole reason you're paying to have them in there in the first place, so they can look after them. Well, hang on, Michal. If you don't mind me asking, June, if it's not too personal, how much how much was it costing a month? Right. We had to pay between twelve to 1300 a month. Now, my father went in on a fair deal. Yeah. Which meant that the house had to be sold within a year and a day of his death. Yeah. Right. Which we still haven't managed to sell because probate was held up because of all this COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, they take 20, I think it's 22.5% of the sale of the house. Right, but okay. if it's not sold and they don't receive their money, on time, there's yeah. interest is placed right. on that every day. Every day. Now, you're paying 1400 a month. You have to pay for the clothes to be cleaned. If you buy them something new, it has to be given in at the death because a special name tag has to be put on it. And what about his pension that he normally gets in the state? That goes to them too, does it? That goes, well, 20% I think you're allowed to keep, they keep, and that's for their funeral costs. Oh, right, okay, I'm sorry. Right. That's very morbid, but isn't it? I watched, I watched my father for three years die in front of me every day. Every day. But he never forgot us. He knew who we were. He smiled every time he seen us. He talked, he did out. Never going to get out of his bloody place. Things like that. Yeah. My father took sick on the Sunday. He had a bit of a, a cold earlier through the week. And they had finally brought a doctor up after I had argued with him. And yeah, oh yeah, your dad has a bit of a cold. We put him on an antibiotic, he'd be fine. They put him on the antibiotic. Sunday he still wasn't well. Monday, he had taken to his bed, which my father never done. The doctor finally arrived on Tuesday, and I words I said to the doctor, well, what's the story? What's happening? How's my father? No, I'm telling a lie. He arrived on the Wednesday that the doctor did, the Wednesday morning. Okay. And I said, by the way, how is my dad? How is he going? How is things? What's the he said, you'd be lucky if your father's still here by lunchtime today. Oh, God. My father died at 12 o'clock. Did you get over to him before he died? I was, we were with him. We never oh, left you were him. There. Oh, you were there. Okay, okay. You were there for the whole time. Okay. All, always with him. Yeah. We, the whole family was always with him. But like I said to you, Niles, nursing homes, they are it's death row. And you're playing well, I, I, I understand. And, and I no, I do understand what you're saying, June. But for a lot of people, it's necessary because, like your father, they they uh, there was a mate of mine and his both his parents had Alzheimer's, and he kept them. He lived next door to them, and he kept them at home as long as he could. And there were some funny stories. He told me that he used to have to go in every day and introduce them, to, introduce the two of them to each other because they'd no idea who they were at one point at the, the latter stages. And his mother would would call him over and say, there's a man in the room next door. And she'd go, yeah, that's your husband. And he'd go, oh, right, okay. And then it got to the stage where he yeah. got into his car one day and drove down the wrong side of a road. She put the carpet in the oven to try and cook it for the dinner. So it, unfortunately, the two of them had to go into a home. 
So there, there is a point where you, as an unqualified person, just can't look after somebody. And I get that. I understand that. That's you 100% know. true. You know, and, and yeah, so, you, so, you, so when you say you're that. you're going to put them into the hands of a qualified person. Well, you expect them to be qualified. the best quality care. And that is not happening. They're left sitting in a corner. They're left wet up to their waist. Well, I'm blessed to say this. Sorry, well, hang on. Sorry, me. Well, hang on. Hang on, June. Hang on. Hang on, June. Me, how are you saying? June, I'm blessed to take because my ex is in the TLC in Maynooth and the place couldn't be better. And I know the gentleman that ordered the soldiers he bought to K-Club instead, but there's people that own it now. I won't go into names, but it's absolutely exceptional. But it's down to the staff and in particular the lady that runs the entertainment in it. It's just unbelievable to go in there. I, I go in there now and I can totally unwind into the music. People think they're up jiving and whatnot. People get up, but they're not jiving. But the atmosphere, the, it's the atmosphere in the place. My eldest daughter, when my ex got bad, that uh, she took her in and said, OK, I'll mind ma'am. But she, the fact is, her health went. She had it for six months. I was there four and five nights a week. She'd stand up at about 10 to 10 at night and a bottle or a bag, anything she had, she started banging and battered everybody that was in the place. Now, I didn't want my ex. I swore never would anyone belong to me go into a nursing home. I swore it. And I begged the eldest daughter to take it in. She took it in. But unfortunately, her health had an almighty price. So if you say, June, that you wanted to take him in or do this, that, or it has to be a qualified person. And they're on their computers. Yeah, and I, and I, I get that, Michal, and, you, and your ex is getting quality care, but, but June's dad didn't seemingly get the same quality care. They're on computer. That computer that they're on, I saw this myself a few times and speaking to them. That's tied in with their business. They have to fill in this, do that. Everything is on computer. They're filling in. They might be on computer, in the corner, on the desk. I see it, but the point is, they are, what they are doing is very necessary. They have to complete the computer, all the symptoms for everybody else. What they are doing is exceptionally essential. I, don't I, know. Totally one under, that I them. totally understand that. But well, they that, do well, not need a member of nursing staff to be sitting there doing it. The people that are qualified are the ones that should be looking after the patients. Not Well, hang on, Michal. June, can I ask you, did you, well, hang on for a second, Michal. June, did you complain? Did you put in a complaint? Complained? I had a pain in my face complaining. Oh, we look into that. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh, that's totally... But, but did you make, a, did you make an independent complaint? You can complain directly to HICWA as well. That, I don't know whether you did that or not. Oh, HICWA had, <laughs> unknown to us, HICWA had been into this place a year prior to that over complaint. But right. we were never told this. We never knew nothing about it. You walk into this place, you think we're walking into the bloody hotel. Yeah, well, well, you, well, you would imagine with that kind of money you get quality care. Mind you, I've heard of people paying a lot more as well. By the way, thirteen hundred yeah. is kind of averageish price. I've heard of people paying four and five grand a, a month. You know what I mean? But they're they the people that have gone in private and are not gone in on the fair deal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do me a favor, stay there, both. Well, hang on, stay there, both of you. Let me just go to Bernie as well. Uh, Bernie, how are you doing? That's quite a shocking story, Bernie, and it's really upsetting actually, to be honest with you. Yes, it is. Yeah, hi, Noel. Um, I, I can only speak from my own personal experience. My dad was, um, he fell in, in, in a hospital when he was waiting to be investigated and he ended up in an emergency surgery for his hip that he broke in the hospital. But when he came around from the anaesthetic, he had full-blown um, Alzheimer's. 
um, brought on by maybe a stroke on the urgent surgery. So he was in the hospital for three months and he was very aggressive in the early stages. And, you know, he did always remember who we were. However, he, we ended up having to find a nursing home for him because we couldn't care for him. Okay. And it took a long search around Dublin and we eventually found a, a very good one near to my mum so she could visit him, you know. And I have to say the quality of care he got there was excellent. Now, he was full nursing care. He was doubly incontinent. He lost his walk. But he always had, he was always well cared for. It. And actually, the people who looked after him, I have to say, they were, I was privileged to know a lot of them. They weren't all nurses. Some of them were care attendants. And they took my, looked after my father like he was their father. And, 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 I, and I'm delighted to hear that. And I'm delighted to hear what Michal said. Delighted. But I'm disappointed when I hear June. And June is not the only one. There's loads of Junes in the country, uh, you know, Absolutely. with fathers or mothers who are treated badly. And I'm not and, saying and that nobody it, like, seems it to do now. anything about it. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the important. That's the and I, yeah, sorry, sorry. Now I had another case, another case where a man uh, who had uh, Alzheimer's, uh, he was depressed initially, and then he developed. He was living on his own, and he was. We could all see he was dishevelled. He was a lovely man. However, he went to a nursing home, and uh, fair juice to him. He, he was on his own, and he got he escaped from the nursing home so many times. But anyway, they eventually discharged him back to living on his own again, which he couldn't cope with. And he was walking the streets up to the final year of his life. And eventually he, he agreed to go back into the nursing home. But it It's was funny when you say he escaped from the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> I had this vision of him in a, in a black jumpsuit and a, a rope and a hook <laughs> going over the wall. But you know, he did. He got out and he kept it up. He, he, knew, he, he knew he had something wrong with him but he, he was able to calm the people that were you know mm. testing him every would you, day would you, and, would you like to go into a nursing home at some point in your life if it was necessary I, I wouldn't want to be a burden to my children I'm honest because you know how life is now for everybody everyone has two people working they can't afford to even look sideways they have to leave their kids but you're not a burden to your them. children you wouldn't be a burden but to if, your I children that, I mean, if I was doubly incontinent and I needed a catheter change that my dad did I needed full care you know nursing care my kids would I know in my heart I would I would be mortified for them they would do it but it wouldn't be fair to them and I'd rather sell the house and let them pay for our use fair deal whatever they did I'd rather ha- they didn't have to have the burden of looking after me mm. that's a girl um, after my heart yeah no I, I told Karen if I ever get into that position just put me in the wheelie bin leave yeah. me out leave well, me out I, I, I <laughs> there's not, there's not a wheelie bin tall enough if I ever get <laughs> sorry June if I ever get like that now I'll, I'll take the tablet and I'll go to sleep well, Mm. Well, I know a lot of people feel see, like that. So we all hope we, we all hope we'd be able to make that decision. You see, my we father now, my my mother, that. my mother died in a hospital. For, she was in a hospital for a month before she died. It was eleven, twelve years ago now. My father, he died on Christmas Day, and uh, but he had Jesus. the but now don't say Jesus. He had the best death ever. You know what I mean? Because he was a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> and I say and I say that very lovingly, right? Because. My sister would ring me on a regular basis and she go, and I go, wow, where's dad? He's in the hospital again. And I go, oh, for Jesus sake. He was constantly on medication for his heart because he had a quadruple bypass. He had a hip replacement six months before he died, right? He'd been waiting for that for ages because he was hobbling around the place. But anytime he was on medication, he wouldn't be feeling well. He'd drive over to Beaumont. We only lived a mile from Beaumont Hospital. So he'd just get in the car and he'd drive over to Beaumont, park the car in the car park and go in and sign himself in, right? And say he wasn't feeling well. And they'd keep him in for observation. <laughs> and my sister would ring me and she'd go, your dad's in the hospital again. I'd go, ah, oh, stop. Up to the hospital, right, with the sandwiches and the grapes, right? 
And, you know, I go, what's wrong with you now? And he says, oh, I just felt a bit dizzy. You know yourself. They're keeping me in for a few days. So anyway, my sister rang me on Christmas Eve and she said, and I said, you're joking me, aren't you? And she said, yeah, he's in hospital again. I said, oh, for Jesus sake. So I went over to the hospital. There he was, smiling his brains out in the bed. I said, what's wrong with you? And he said, oh, I just didn't feel good. I said, it's Christmas Eve. And he goes, yeah, I know. But he said, I think the medication they gave me last with my heart is it's having a problem with the other medication. I feel very dizzy. And I said, right. So he said, they're just going to keep me in for a few days. And I said, right. He said, will you do me a favor tomorrow? He said, will you bring me up some ham and some turkey, some sandwiches? Oh. And I said, yeah, no problem. So the next morning I got the ham and turkey sandwiches ready and my sister rang me. And I said, what's wrong? I said, don't tell me they're keeping him in for longer. And she says, no, he died last night. He had a heart attack in his sleep. So he oh, died. He, no, but he died. I tell you, when I go, I'd love to go in my sleep. He had no idea it was about to happen. He was like the boy that cried wolf. <laughs> but he, 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 went, he went He went in his sleep. And I tell you what, what a wonderful, I mean, he had a good life. You know, he had a long life. He was, eight, well, 83 or something like that. I guess he was 83. Um, his heart was broken. Yeah, since my mother died, his heart was broken anyway, you know, and, I, you know, he just wanted to be with her. So, so she died four years before him. So what I'm saying is, like, that's isn't that the way to go? Really, you know what I mean? If you, I think this is a really morbid it conversation, is. isn't it? it is. <laughs> but it is, it's the way to go, it's, isn't it? It's better than watching somebody die in front of you a little mm. each day. I mean, I drove yeah. down the road one day. We lived beside near Crow Park, down at Clonmouth Avenue. That's where I grew up. Two-story house. My yeah. father's in his night, and I catch him up the ladder, painting the house. Yeah. And I said to him, man, what are you doing? Well, I'm not dead yet, he says. <laughs> and while there's, while there's light, now there was more paint on the window yeah. and there was more paint on the ground than there was on the wall. <laughs> but that was, the type, that was the type of man he was. Oh, yeah, my father was, was like that too. He was always DIY, and right up to the day he died, he was always out with a hammer. He only had to look at a hammer and he starts sweating. <laughs> they got out of his way. Yeah. Sorry, we're going off the topic of nursing homes. But Bernie, just finally, before I go into the break, Bernie, do you think there's a lot of people, because you worked in the nursing industry for so many years, do you think there's a lot of people who are unnecessarily in nursing homes? Obviously, you know, June and Michal's ex need to be, needed to be there uh, and need to be there in Michal's case. And certainly when you talked about your father. But do you, do you yeah. think there's a lot of people unnecessarily whose kids maybe just aren't bothered with them? I would say that's the case in some cases. I would say definitely that's the, the reason for some cases. Not all of them, but I'd say a, a good lot because you only have to walk into a nursing home and you meet them, patients or clients who are in there, and you know that they could probably manage at home, but through some no fault of their own, either through loneliness, isolation, where they've lived and they maybe lost their car, you know, license, um, they were opted into a nursing home. Yeah. You know, because there was no, there was no, there was no community backup or support and that's what's sadly lacking you know like a bus service to the you know anything like that like it's horrendous yeah like you know um say there's a, a bus link say from um clifton to roundstone but it won't stop along the way to pick up people don't just hand him bad about galway <laughs> <laughs> she's living there Michal, lives there jason hi how are you good evening Niall. good evening to you jason you sound like you're in the bathroom I'm trying to hide away from the kids. In the bathroom? Yeah, it's the only bit of second Are you, Jason, are you, on, are you on the jacks talking to me? No, the, the lid is down. I'm, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse. You know when you're talking to somebody and then you hear the tinkle of water and you're going, are yeah, you having you know, a pee? 
<laughs> no, no, I'm fucking sitting in here. Uh, sorry for language. Uh, no, I've, I've uh, a man bathroom downstairs at the back of the house. Nobody's allowed into it. Oh, there's a, a man bathroom? That's a good yeah, one, isn't basically. it? Oh, it's the only room I have in the house to myself. Now, yeah. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. You have, have to have a, you have to have a separate bathroom. No, listen, no, listen, listen, listen. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, I'm looking at 22 kilos of dog food, 20 cans of dog food. Um, there's, oh, there's, there's, there's washing, there's washing hanging out in my shower. Uh, I have a boombox there. There's a guitar there. In the so man bathroom. In the man bathroom, it's basically a storage room Why? only the Friday, but I, I have a few days off. And do you ever... So normally d- clear it out for me. Do you ever sit there, yeah. you know, when you're doing your number ones or twos and pick up the guitar? Contemplating. Can't pick oh, up... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, you can yeah. do? You can pick up the guitar and you can sing that Cat Stevens song. Can't keep it in. Yeah, you gotta it let in. it out. <laughs> uh, I have my little sticks here now, my little drum sticks here now as well. Very good. Okay, Jason, let's get back to the topic anyway, on a more serious note. Nursing homes. Do you think the the 25,000 people are in nursing homes currently in Ireland? Do you think the majority of them need to be there or it's just they're inconvenient for their kids so they put them there? No, it's, 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 no, no, we're living in in an era now where kids are an inconvenience, old people are inconvenience. Mm. You know, we, we stick our kids in creches from the time they're born. As I said to you before, they go through life from in a creche into a school, from school into secondary school, from secondary school into college, and then from college into a second it, office where they're like robots for the rest of their lives. And then their kids get pissed off because they had no time with their parents. They stick them in a nursing home, do the same with their kids, and the cycle continues. Okay, so so we're it's, we're kind of being trained to do it now, is what you're saying? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not we're not human beings anymore now. We're we're a number. We're a productivity thing now. It's a conveyor belt from the from the cradle to the grave. Now it's not anymore live a life. I heard somebody say the other day, we 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 walk to live. Yeah. We shouldn't have to do that. We yeah. shouldn't have to do that. We, yeah. we we should walk because we need extras, but we should be able to live as well. Um, it's now it's gone to it's gone to monetary. It's what 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 they can get out of you now, how much they can squeeze out of you, and as soon as they can't squeeze no more out of you, stick you on the side. Your kids come along and pick you up. Oh God, no! Into a nursing home. Oh Jesus! There you go. They don't even want your house anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now use the house now to pay for that. We have our own big house now. I believe now, I believe now, in the concept by the way of universal basic income, right? And yeah, it's, it's I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Everybody pays tax and everybody is on a certain amount. If you earn more, you earn more. But does, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all on... I'm so all everybody on everybody should be entitled to have a reasonable lifestyle, right? And if you want yeah. to have a better lifestyle, well, then you work hard. And that's it. Yep. But everybody, but everybody, even if you have a you know, low-paying job, but should Niall, be on a reasonable lifestyle. Niall, Niall, yeah. where do we set the threshold and who picks up the slack? So if you decide not to walk, we know we have a lot of that in this country. Do you still get to that threshold. So we, do we bring the thresholds up or do we bring the threshold down, if you know what I mean? Yeah. So where is, at the moment, we know, I, my boss can't compete with the social welfare, put it that way. Yeah. You know, when he's hurting people, he's trying to think how much the social welfare are giving them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So where is the threshold? I'm all for the basic income and I'm also for everybody pays tax. We were only talking, I think it was yourself, we were discussing it generally. There's not enough paying tax at the bottom end. I would, I would change the, the whole tax system. Oh, I, what yeah. I would do, i do the Michael O'Leary plan. And by the way, Lucinda yeah. Creighton, from when she brought the Renewal Party out originally, thought of this, I came up with this idea of breaking down the tax system, changing it completely. It's, too, it's dated, yeah. right? Which is get rid of tax credits completely. Get rid of claiming yeah. for expenses completely. And what you yep. do is everybody pays 10% of everything they of earn. everything. 
And and that doesn't matter if you're on if you if you're on social welfare, if you're on a pension. Well, actually, no. Let's leave the let, no. Let's leave the pensioners out. Let's leave no, the pensioners no, out. Yeah, leave yeah, them alone. The people on pensions. Yeah, yeah leave them alone. I mean, so ten percent of everything you earn. So no matter whether you're on yeah. a million quid yeah. or you're on thirty thousand quid, you pay ten percent. Yeah. Yeah, everybody pays. And no that. tax credits, Every, no tax allowance, no, no nothing. That's it. it. Yeah, but you know, but, but the problem that's fair. is, like, it, but see, the problem is, if you're on the low income, you're not going to pay it. If you're on the middle income, you're going to be absolutely hammered. And if you're on the big books, excuse me, like, you can afford to pay for the best accountants to write all that off. But no, no, hold the whole point is that you can't write off anything. That's They're, what I mean, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. That'd be a fairer system what you're talking about. Yeah. There's none of this. So you get a million off. quid, you, you pay 100,000. It's quite simple. You get a million quid, you pay 100,000. you 100,000 into your pension, yeah. that, that, that's, that, that's your business. But then, on the other hand, the, the government shouldn't be allowed to come along then and double tax you and treble tax you. And, I mean, if you've worked all your life and you've built up assets, why should the government come on at the end of it? You've paid all your taxes on that asset. You've paid all your, your, your income, all your everything. Why should you come along and then take it off when you're in the ground? They, they so shouldn't. I, and, by the way, I, like, I don't agree with inheritance tax because, no. you, as you rightly said, you've already paid tax on the money that you paid for that property. Double taxation. Yeah. Double taxation. Or, or the same with gift tax. There should be no money on gifts. Mm. Yeah. Our tax on gifts I mean, because if, it's your if, bloody if money. You should do what you money, want with if it. You've earned your money. You've already given the government our cut out of it. But by, by it's like if I was a multi-millionaire and I wanted to give you a million quid, Jason. You ha- mm. at the moment the way it stands, you have to pay tax on that. You shouldn't yeah, have to. Now, and it'd be a lot, wouldn't it? Would it be forty-one percent? Would it? Uh, well, it depends on how much you're Even getting. More, would it? Yeah, yeah, it depends on how much you're yeah, getting. But, but, here, but here's the thing. But I shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to pay tax on it. I've already well, paid tax on the money. money. Yeah, if you yeah. rent that money in this country, you've already paid your your tax on Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah, that's your money to give away. Okay, sorry. Well, anyway, we're, we're, di- we're digressing. Back to nursing homes. So do you think it, so? The elderly have become an inconvenience, is what you're saying? Yeah, they, they have. But just just look at. I mean, it all comes back to what we're talking about. It's all about the government getting the good out. But the government are putting these nursing homes out, and they'll just come up with a plan. Oh yeah, yeah, give us your house. Yeah. Yeah, your house will pay for that. Yeah. Nobody there's another taxation. It, it, it all comes down to the same thing. You, you know, I mean, you put the fear of God in people, then you then somebody pops up with the, I can solve this fear. Now, it's going to cost us all a few quid. It's called a tax. You give me that and I'll make you all safe. What are people going to do? Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. There's my house. Yeah. I mean, there, there's my house. Yeah, it's, it, by the way, it's no different to the Catholic Church taking your house 60 years ago. Do you no, absolutely none. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the, the old stories of 70 or 80 years ago when somebody was dying in their deathbed, the parish priest would be called around and oh, not only would he be given the last rights, he'd have a sheet of paper in his hand saying, here now, just sign yeah, that there now. Yeah, yeah well, that was mainly, uh, that was mainly, I'm not being sexist, but that was mainly men on their own with farms, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know the way a lot of, back in the day, a lot of farmers didn't marry because they were afraid they were going to lose the land, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. so oh, they'd, yeah, si- they'd sign it over to the church, yeah. Trend, yeah, yeah, sign over to the church. Some political parties get a lot of land signed over to them as well, but we won't go down that road tonight. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, okay, so let me go to, stay there, Jason. John, you're on Ireland's yeah. Classic Gets Radio. How are you doing, John? Hey, Annoyal, thanks. John, Jason believes that in some cases, not in all, obviously, some people need to be in a nursing home, that, you know, elderly people are just in, an inconvenience to their children. You know, I must have been listening there, and he's uh, absolutely right. And, like, I can only speak to the experience I've had, and my mother will be dead three years now this month. Sorry, to, sorry, to it was like, <laughs> Thanks. And uh, it's like the universe kind of reached out and, and made me listen to this topic this evening. I haven't really had an opportunity to articulate exactly how I feel about the whole fair deal system that happened. So 
What happened was my mother got dementia. Um, and at the same time, through the shock of my mother getting dementia, my father developed this fibrosis in his lungs, right? Okay. And up until that, they were very healthy and everything was great. They're great crack. My parents, first of all, were absolutely great crack, right? Okay. And then later in life, towards 78 years of age, you know, my mother developed this thing. And then we had to enter into the health system. Yeah. So we entered into the health system. Now, both my parents, absolute upstanding citizens and they, they educated us into that as well and we totally put our faith in the government etc and paid tax all so their lives the, yeah all and paid tax lives. all their lives and followed the rules right yeah. all of the rules you're supposed to follow you've done everything mistake. correct that was your first yeah, mistake now, now they're born yeah. they're born in 1940 right born in 1940 mm. now if you think about the foundation of our country Hang on, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I've never really had an opportunity to articulate exactly how I feel about this, but, but this topic's after coming up, and I just sent a voice message in just on off the cuff, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm on the radio. So I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity, Noel, to articulate... Take the opportunity. Take as many opportunities as you want. Go ahead, John. And, and, and fair play to you for, for creating this platform as well, right? Now, we're, we're big fans of your programme. But listen... Anyway, they're born in 1940, and they're one of these real followers, right? And they loved it. And that's how they lived their lives. Then they got sick, and they had to lean on the state for support. Now, here's what happened. They saved their very frugal all their lives. They support. They never got a handout of any means from the government. My father was never unemployed. Um, and they always supported themselves. Then they got sick. All of a sudden, then, it's you're in the health system, and it's like... It's an anonymous system. It's it's a horrible system, especially with someone with Alzheimer's. Yeah. And my heart is broke. Now I spent a lot. I had a business at the time, and I spent a lot of time trying to support both my parents, uh, morally support them. Yeah. Uh, they were petrified of what what was coming because they they were very well educated and they knew about the the diagnosis of Alzheimer's. So anyway, my father took a, a turn for the worse in the health, and then lo and behold, we're in this crazy situation where. You know, my mother and father had, they had bought their own house. They had a few bob in the bank. And they needed to avail of a nursing home. All the nursing homes, the majority of nursing homes in this country are privately owned. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, if you look at the actuary tables, if you go into a nursing home, you're not going to survive more than 18 months. That's just the fact. You'll be gone. So, the fair deal is a financial business model, right? So we opted for this loan and the fair deal, which is a financial business model. They knew you weren't going to last that long, but you still have to pay the, the cap. Yeah. So the house was gone. And because they had a few bob in the bank, it was means tested. So we were paying, like, I think it was, it was around fourteen, fifteen hundred 1,500 quid a month, in addition to what the fair deal were paying. Then we have to pay for any medication to be administered. And, and like the lady that was on earlier on, talking about these alarms on the thing and all, you know, yeah. extras, all the extras started to appear. Now, one of the, now, the nursing home was okay. However, there were a couple of glitches, right? It is a workplace after all. Yeah. They just do not give the care that you're going to give. No, but well, of course we not. Couldn't, we couldn't look after my mother and father, you know? Yeah. Uh, my father wanted to go in there. He was on oxygen 24 hours a day. But he went in there to be with my mother because his heart is broke, like, you know. But um, he went in and lived there. But he didn't last. The both of them died in 2020. Um, my father died March 31st, 
which was March 2020, just before COVID actually happened, right? That was, and, th- uh, well, thankfully, it was before COVID, yeah. Yeah, but we were locked out. We couldn't see them. All this shit that went on, you know? Yeah. And then when, when they died, we couldn't have funerals, all this crap. However, we couldn't sell the house. We couldn't do all of the probate stuff. And then what happens? The revenue come and fucking nail us then for a tax. What, for property tax? No, because we didn't pay off the fair deal loan within the Oh, yeah, so they day. put interest on by the day if you don't sell it in yeah. time. No, it was around, around €6,000. But did, you, did, did they not make an exception because it was during COVID? No. They don't want to know this shit, Noel. And this is where we're talking, where, where that gentleman was on saying, you know, you follow the rules, you do all it takes to become a, a proper citizen, you follow what the government tell you. Now, you look at what's going on. 1922 is the foundation of the Irish state. This is 2023. 101 years later. Like, how much... How have we... Have we, have we arisen to that, you know, the society that we, we, we thought we designed mm. 100 years ago? No. Yeah. We, we, didn't even, we didn't even get nearly there. We got halfway there, gave it to Europeans. We asked Mammy and Daddy to help. Yeah. And the Europeans came in, and we're a harmonised culture now akin to Europe. We take artists from Europe. So the elderly people, when they get sick and inconvenient, let's get rid of them. And while we're at it, we'll make money at it. So it's an absolutely disgusting thing that's going on in this country. And I'm absolutely furious because when you're a child of parents, both of them sick at the same time, and they need to go into nursing home for permanent care, you're going to say yes. Right? You're not going to really look at small print. You're not, it's only now a few years later, because we're in the middle of COVID as well. Yeah, I know. You, you, now yeah, you, you do what you do with need to do at the time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's only now I have to realise, geez, my eyes are white here. Like, we're up to getting totally screwed. Like. Yeah, yeah. And, and no one cares. It's this, it's this lack of empathy or a sense. It's a societal it's apathy. A, sorry. It's a, a, they don't, yeah. don't care, you know. Sorry, yeah, just, sorry, uh, sorry Jason. Like, well, yeah, Jason, go ahead. What are you trying to say to him? Go he just mentioned a word there that I've been saying to you for a long, long time now. Lack of empathy. What are people growing up with now? That gentleman, sorry, what's that gentleman's name? John. John is his name. John, I am so sorry about to lose both your parents in the one year is absolutely shocking. Thank you. War starting to go through with my mother, unfortunately. She's starting to slip into it. My mum and dad are at home on their own. War's only starting this journey, if you know what I mean. My dad's just yeah. under 70, my 68, but she's starting to develop it. But isn't that shocking, Noel, that you do everything right? The government tell yeah. you from the day you're in school, if you do everything right, we will look after, we look after you. you. We will mm. look after you. And as soon as it comes to look, it's the same as pensions. Pension, pension, pension. Little do they tell you, you know there's some day that come along that we can just take it all out of you. Mm-hmm. No, 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 that's my pension. I've saved up that. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you, but you know, but, you know but, we're in but, big trouble now when it comes to pensions. The pension fund is gone. So, so it's not even that, Noel. It's, look at the last... So they now want, by 2025, they want you all to pay your own pension. But, and, and, but will they sure. tell you there's a chance in 20 years' time that they can dip into that and just take it? Because they wiped my father's pension out in 2008 or 2000. I can't remember which one it was. But all the public... Like, they all were told, save, save. He's, a, he's a working for the state. You know, we're on low wages, but you'll be looked after. And he done what he was told and saved and saved and saved. His, you know, he said to us, and I don't mean to be rude, I would have been better off pissing that up against the wall. At least I would have enjoyed it because I'm still no better off. I gave it to the government because they asked me and they told me it was the right thing to do. And when I came to getting it, 
uh, oh no, sorry, we needed that. Remember the banks robbed us? Oh, sorry, remember the banks collapsed? Sorry, I meant, uh, the wrong word there, Noel. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean the banks robbed us. I meant, remember the banks collapsed and they took all our hair. No, use the, word, use the word robbed us. That's the better word, yeah. Yeah, because that's what they've done. But, well, no, but, but, but John, but I, I want to just come back to, to what John is saying. Yeah. Jo, John is right. We, we now lack compassion. And when you, look at, when you look at the world around us, for example, look at Canada as an obvious for at the moment. They're now devaluing the elderly people. Now they've talked about euthanasia. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you're too old, you're an inconvenience. Maybe you're better off just taking one of these tablets, you know, and it'll save everybody yeah. money. And it, it just no, makes... They're doing it for junkies as well. Sorry, no, they're That's right, yes. Junkies. They're bringing legislation there where drug addicts can be euthanized. And, the and, last time to cut across your oil, sorry. That's okay. Look what the class of what's going on in the Middle East. Collateral damage. I think we're all collateral damage. Uh, and you're, you're absolutely 100% right, John. When you've been paying your taxes all your life and you've been doing what you've been told to do in your economics class when you're in school yeah. and, and, you know, and you're paying your taxes and you're doing everything right, and then when you get yeah. to the end of it, they're still screwing you. You know, that's yeah, sad. And, and that's really the bit, Noel, that's really the bit that gets me. And it's only really crawling up me, me guts now, right? But think about it. Like the state say, oh, don't worry, we look after the elderly. But hold on a minute, we'll put a financial spin on this that it benefits us. Yeah. Like, they've never, like, the fair deal is an unfair deal, everybody. Please. No, no, no I know it is. Everybody, sa- everybody says that about the fair deal scheme. It's unfair. an unfair deal. They take what they're going to get if they were there for three years, which is the minimum. No matter if you're there for two days. You're, you, you know. You're, but but, here, but here's the thing. There's 25,000 people in care in Ireland, right? You know, in nursing homes. Yeah. Many of those would be on a fair deal scheme, right? I don't, I don't have a calculator in front of me here to work it out per year, how much it costs per person if the state was to pay the, the fee. And I know I'm yeah. going to get oh, lambasted for saying this. We've just spent in the region, and we will spend by the end of this year, in the region of four billion entertaining, you know, people who are coming from war-torn countries. And by the way, I'm not saying we but shouldn't this, be, I'm not saying we shouldn't be point. doing that. Okay? But, but if you can spend four billion people who have never paid a cent in tax in this country... If you can pay to support them, and I'm again, I'm not saying we shouldn't support people who are coming from a war-torn country, yeah. but if we can do that, why can't we look after the elderly? Oh, Noel, I was actually afraid to say that. Right? Don't and be afraid to say it. Here it is, right? As you said, it's four billion, right? Now, just press pause on that point for a minute, right? You take about the elderly people who are in nursing homes today in Ireland. They're all Irish, right? They're all born, but the majority would would have been born 1940s, you know? Mm -hmm. And they'd be genuine. There were very little immigrants in the 1940s, right? So the people who've who've ended up in North Homes now have lived the whole lives, right? So the majority of them are Irish and they're taxpaying, as you said, all their lives. And then there's a financial model put on the end of that to benefit the state. So in in effect, the state, whatever the state pays in contributions for the fair deal, is cost neutral because they end up making on it because you have to pay your bill at the end of the day plus any penalties because of fucking COVID happened and, and you couldn't sell the house and you got nailed, right? So the, the state are cost neutral looking after the elderly. It doesn't cost them any money. I've yeah. just, sorry, I've just calculated before it goes out of my head, I've just calculated it. It's 420 million a year for the 25,000 people. Now, some of those are in private nursing homes, so you don't need wow. to count them. So this is a very conservative estimate. I would even yeah, have that so, because I said some of them are in private nursing homes. 420 million a year. So for the money that we've spent in the last year and a half, you know, looking yeah. after supporting people from other countries, we could have put yeah. people, the elderly in nursing homes, every single one of them for four years. 
that's exactly the point I wanted to make. Now, if you think about it, these, these are people that are coming into to Ireland, right? Now, I know we can we can say they're coming into Ireland under legitimate reasons. But we some are, some are. Yeah, well, some are, but, some are legitimate, some are not. But it's a very small minority coming in. Now, let, let's be honest about this, right? Like, the gates are open. England closed and Ireland is open. So they leapfrog over England into Ireland. Europe are saying to Ireland, you're the Department of Europe. Take all these people in and sure up. Here's your money, right? So that money didn't just grow on trees. They'd be handed that money. But we, now, got, we got handed some of it. We didn't get all of it. We, we, don't, we don't get paid for everything. Yeah. I know, but we get a little pat on the head, right? Yeah. You do what you're told. Yeah, like, and, and, and Leo and Michal are guaranteed a job then. You know, and so... I mean, guaranteed, right? Yeah. Exactly, Noel. Now, you, you, you think about that, right? All these people are going to end up staying here. Now, you fast forward 40, 50 years, who's going to be using nursing homes? Mm. You know what I mean? You're going to have all of that mix. It's not going to be Irish people who pay taxes all their lives, etc. And I'm not going to be... I'm, I don't want to come across as, a, you know, a purist Irish person. I, 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 I'm a human, right? And I totally would help anybody in, in need. But when it's being abused, and when I see what my parents went through, and potentially what I'm going to go through, our generation, what we're going to go through, like, it, as you said, it's an inconvenience. And I saw the thing in The Independent there this week, and maybe got sick when I saw it. That's the saying elderly people are taking up beds. That's the story I read out at the start of the show, yeah. 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 Right? Like, they're taking up beds. They're fucking sick. Like, yeah, that's... they're taking up beds. What, are, are you more sicker than them or something? Like, yeah, the story was uh, that elderly people are taking up hospital beds or to be moved to the next available nursing home to ease the winter trolley crisis. That was the story. Oh, by, by the way, just to mention as well, there are currently 460 registered nursing homes in Ireland catering for more than 25,000 residency. Occupancy rates are at above 90%. An estimated 45,000 additional nursing home beds are expected to be required to fulfil the current projected demand based on the population change by 2031. So you can double that for 2031 because the population are getting older. And what we need to do here, and I'm going to go right out here now and say what we need to do is to stop spending money on on other stuff. (laughs) And we need to be spending money on the family. We need to spend money on young couples who need a house, who want to have children, on childcare costs. We need to spend yeah. money to encourage people to have children. Because, Probably, unfortunately, right? the majority yeah. of Irish people now can't afford to have children anymore. They're going to have maybe one, two at the most. They can't, just can't afford it. They'd love to have three or four, maybe. We should be encouraging that because there's no way the population demograph is going to fix itself. We need to encourage the family and stop discouraging yeah. the family. So how is that going to translate into something tangible that's going to... Vote, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to run for Taoiseach in the next few years. Vote for me. I'll do that all that. Yeah. <laughs> <I tell> you, <laughs> like all these, these shy guys. Ever, God help any politician that knocks on my door. Yeah, well, I, sorry, Jason, just say something very quickly because I have to go to Kathleen. She's waiting, yeah, eight, oh, just, yeah. she's waiting eight minutes and 38 seconds to be exact. Niall, Niall the younger today are the pension payers of tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. We have to look after them. And we, we have, ha- and we have to, we have to provide more of them. We now ha- we need to populate. No, I <laughs> right. if you can't afford to pay for your nursing home, what happens to you if you're sick in hospital? Since since I like me, I don't own my house. So I'm in a council house, as you know. Yeah, um, I, I might end up buying this. Who knows? Blah blah. blah. But just say for, for argument's sake, I didn't. Yeah, and I end up in one of these hospitals. Yeah, and then I am an inconvenience to the hospital. Where do I go? Exactly. I, I've no house to give them. I've no house to give them. I have no house to give them for the fair deals game. So where do I go? So that's where you'll get. That's where you'll get the euthanasia tablet. 
That's that's, but, yeah, that's, that's what's the next plan. Yeah. No, I'd like you, as, as the team shop going forward, son, I want you to answer that question. Well, I've, well I've, al- I've already told you that nursing homes, unless somebody wants to put somebody into a private nursing home and pay for it themselves, if they want to do that and they feel they want to get a better service, there should be a very good service available publicly. And the state should be paying for it. Not the fair deal scheme, not anything else. The state should be paying for it. Let me do well, Hang on, let me go. To, if I'm Taoiseach, that's what I'll be doing. Kathleen, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Sorry for keeping you so long, Kathleen. I do apologise. fine. I'm listening um, attentively. I was just, you know, I finished my shift and I, I like, turned on the radio and it's a very interesting topic for me. So I said, I'll just um, give you a ring as well and give you my insights about about it you know are you so you're working in a nursing home i uh, yeah yes i am okay. a nurse yeah and i suppose the question we were really asking is that out of the 25,000 people who are residents of nursing homes in ireland many of them yeah. need to be there because they need the care of professionals like yourself but some Absolutely. of them don't need to be there and and there's this kind of feeling or a sense that the elderly have become an inconvenience sometimes to people to their children i can say that's very true but in all fairness, now, um, you know, I've been here, I've been working here in the nursing home since I came in Ireland. And I, you know, the families um, wouldn't really put their elderly unless it's really, really needed. I mean, when they are out of resources or they, they can't do any more because their needs have already increased. Mm-hmm. But there would be like one or two that would be placed there because, you know, it's no longer convenient for the family. They're so an inconvenience, example, yes. Now, like, for example, now a lady who has nine children and then looks after everybody, including her nieces and nephew, and then she was placed in the nursing home because none of them can take care of her. I can't, I can't grasp that. Or no. it's obviously, you know, it's an inconvenience because you wouldn't see them in occasions like Christmas or... You know, special and that's so like sad, that. Kathleen, because Ireland was never like that. If you go back to Ireland of 60 years ago, you know, grannies yeah. stayed living in the house, you know, with the, the sons and daughters and the kids. Very similar to the culture in Italy, for example, or many other cultures around the world. And I gather yeah. from your accent, Kathleen, you're not from Ireland. Where are you originally from, by the way? Philippines. Okay. And I don't know what the culture is like in the Philippines, but I believe, I would imagine, that, you know, grandmothers and grandfathers would stay living in the house with their children. Yes. Um. Can I just say? Can I just add? I don't know. You don't know my culture, but Ireland, Irish people now have like similar culture with us. Like we're very close knitted. We look after our elderly or anyone among the family, whether they become old or sick or whatever. Like one person or one family would, you know, be in charge to look after them, or we take turns because we feel that we owe it to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they've raised us. And um, when we become, when we have our own families, then our parents would help us raise our children. And just because they're not able to look after themselves or, you know, they got dementia or, you know, um, they, they needed more help, we don't put them in the nursing home. And there's no such thing as nursing home back in my home country. So what you happens? Know? what happens when people become incapacitated in the Philippines? Where do they go? They stay with the family. We just look after them. Yeah, oh, okay. we just look after them. Like there's a home for the aged, we call it. But those uh, that goes there are those that have no families at all. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. 
I mean, there, there used to be places like that in Ireland many, many years ago before kind of nursing homes became more popular. There, there were places, you know, that I suppose there were more for people who were mentally ill uh, than anything else. And, and, you know, some people who didn't have family, as you rightly said, would end up in those places. They weren't nice places. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're certainly not like nursing homes now. And, you know, nursing homes, they're a mixed bag. Some of them are good and really well looked after. And can I just say, if it wasn't for you know, but primarily women from the Philippines, um, they wouldn't be staffed very well because there's so many Filipinos working in them. But in saying that, some of them are good and some of them are not so good. Yes, but, you you know, I can only speak for, you know, for myself and from the places that I've worked. And I'm telling you now, the, the two places that I've worked, they're, they're really good when it mm. comes to care. But I, what I'm, I wanted to say is there would be one or two, but, Ultimately, those that have seek, you know, that would seek um, nursing home admissions are those that, you know, that's the last resort. Yeah. I mean, like they cannot control anymore, like the need of having, you know, few people to change or to like um, 24 hour care for that matter, you know. The problem for a lot of people, Kathleen, is the cost. And, and Ireland, as you know, has this system called the fair deal system where essentially yeah, the nursing home or the revenue commissioners are taking the person's house uh, yeah. in return for keeping them in a nursing home. And a lot of people believe that's an unfair system because that person has worked hard for that all their lives, maybe to pass it, it on to their family. Do you think it's a fair system? It is not, and it it is not, because there should be like something, um, you know, in place for them because at one point in their lives they were very significant you know and they've contributed a lot in the community mm-hmm. they were teachers once they were you know workers yeah and then by the time comes then their hard work will just be taken by the government because you know um because they have to seek admission in the nursing home but comparing as well to my country where we spend you know everything we spend for everything yeah like it, hospitalization is not free yeah. Whereas in here you have medical cards, so you go to the GP for free, and you know medications are free. So somehow there's this balance also. You know, if I compare to my country, you're still very lucky here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I you suppose. Know? I suppose to some degree we are. Yeah, we, I suppose. But but we, every country always wants it to be better, don't we? We we always. It's, it's not <laughs> yeah. greed, I suppose. We just believe in fair play, and we just want it to be better. And don't get me wrong; it should be better in the Philippines as well, and it should be better in other countries that don't have those services, because everybody we're all entitled to some dignity, you know. After we reach the age of sixty-five, you know, and it's all kind of downhill. So we do we do deserve dignity, don't we? Yeah. Yes, I I agree. But like um, in the Philippines. Everybody works hard for their retirement. Like they save money so that when they retire, they have money, or when they get sick, they have money. Whereas in here, um, there's to some extent the government really helps with that. But mm. I don't know. I can't. I can't really like. Um, yeah. But, uh, but okay. me, yeah, though, yeah. yeah, John. And I, I have to say, Cantley makes a fair point that maybe we shouldn't forget too yeah. that there are other countries that are in a much worse situation than we are. I know we want it to be better. You know, yeah, yeah, that's very true. But I mean, the insight is like the government have one thing in place to support people who need to go to nursing homes, and it's called fair deal. Mm. And if you have been, you know, practicing, you know, you, as as that lady says, you save up, you look after yourself, you know, you you you're a pillar of the community, etc. So because you might have 
had a few bob in the bank by the time it came around to you looking for a fair deal, you have to pay more. And, like, I mean, I think that's a disgrace. Yeah. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, my parents done everything. I remember my dad going around with holes in his fucking jumper. Like, he wouldn't buy himself a jumper because he was, he was keeping money for when he has to go into an orphan home. Like, that's a ridiculous way of living. Like, and then, he, then by the time he got to an orphan home, he lasted 18 months. Yeah. And, and, and then they just took all his money. But that's, as you rightly pointed out earlier, that's about the average length of time that somebody will last in a nursing home. It's about 18 months to two years. So that's yeah. kind of about average. Yeah. But, but, but the point I'm making is they're doing everything they're told. They're told, you know, you go to work. He, he, he had an average job. He's a general operative. He wasn't yeah. by any means a, a high-flying banker or anything like that, right? <laughs> right. But he, he made he made. He's a good man. He was a hard worker, so. Yeah. He was a hard worker, right? And, and what he did was... He said, I'm not going to be a board on anybody, and the government tells me I have to put X amount away, and he does. Mm. And then they go on means test the second fair deal on him, and the majority of all his pension went, you know, to pay for Norton Home. But if he, if he had been less honest, let's say, and he knew the system, he would, he would have got away with having not to pay as much as they had to pay you know, I know. I, I no. I completely understand. And by the way, my condolences to you once again, John, on losing both your parents in yeah. the same year. That must have been very difficult for you, Kathleen. It's been lovely speaking to you as well. By the way, keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Niall. You're so welcome. Thank you very much indeed, and thank you very much indeed, John. Um, and I have thank you to everybody who got involved in that. I didn't plan it for it to go on as long as it actually did, but a lot of people are interested because it's the one thing that we're sure in life we'll all get old at some point. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.